This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Really excited about a special guest in studio as we talk all things Sydney Kings and basketball for the final half hour of the program today. Don't forget, if you want to see the Kings, uh, they're taking, uh, grab your Sydney Kings tickets today at Ticketek. Kings tickets are selling fast. Ticketek, grab yours today. How good is this? Just 20 bucks. 20 bucks for what I've said is the best fan day experience in Australian sport and family tickets for just $45. Our guest in studio today, rising star of the Sydney Kings, 23-year-old guard Jasper Rento. Hello, Jasper. Oh, hang on. I'll just flick that, try that again. Hello, mate. Hey, guys. How you going? You're looking the part, too, with your King's gear on and the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Living the dream right now. Living the dream of it. Okay. Tell us about how you, your your journey into the King's organisation. Yeah, um, obviously, it's probably not uh, the typical journey. Like, I'm born and bred from Sydney. Mm. So, uh, coming up through the ranks, played my juniors at Penrith and was very fortunate enough to have uh, the NBL 1 open up. I was coming through the ranks and... Uh, played an NBL one season here in the East, uh, I think two years ago. Then this past year was in Adelaide. Um, and then they kind of reached out or my agent reached out to them and invited me in to work out. And, you know, I must have done something good in the workouts for them to kind of sign me on. And again, it gave me a chance to come home and represent, you know, my hometown team, which I supported my whole life. So uh, you got to pinch me every day. Yeah. Um, obviously, well, just living the dream. If uh, competent the words most of the time. So I bet. It's really cool. You certainly did something right. Really strong 2023 NBL 1 East season at the Eastern Mavericks. 12.3 points, 7.7 assists, 4.1 rebounds, 1.2 steals a game average. They're good numbers to the point where, you know, they stood up and took notice. The Kings really impressed in, in your triads at the Kings and you've signed on for the 2023-2024 NBL season for the first time. Okay, so you're through the door. Is it a case of, well, you know, this is a... A team I supported going up, growing up, you used to be sort of courtside, now you're sort of in the thick of it. How do you kind of just put your feet back on the ground? Yeah, it, it definitely took some time, like especially um, when I was here two years ago playing NBA 1, like any spare time I had, I was going to Sydney Kings games and I actually told Sean Bruce the other day, like I was there at that game when he put that sleeper celebration and now I'm your teammate. So um, I think I've always prepared myself to be in this moment. So when things kind of settled down, I was like, okay, like I'm in the midst of it, you know, the Kings saw... Um, they valued me and what I was bringing into the table. So I said, you know, every day I'm just going to come in and work hard and learn as much as I can and, you know, just focus on winning. You know, this this club has been uh, the top these last two years and I just want to come in and just contribute in any way I can. So I think when you come in with that mindset, it's kind of easy to come back down to earth for sure. Well, just on that, I mean, you're walking into not just any club but the best in the land, you know, back-to-back championships, a new coach. I mean, what has Mahmood said to you in terms of what he expects from you in the organisation? 
Yeah, so we have a bit of an acronym at the Kings, um, and it's funny how you mention it. Uh, we actually went over one of them today, which is the N in the Kings, we stands for for now, and it's just being present. Um, so uh, definitely, I think with the group, it's so different from the last two years that, um, of course, you have some guys like Bruce and Glove and a lot of them that's come, but other than that, we do have a lot of new guys. So it's hard to kind of, we don't really feel the pressure just in the sense uh-huh. that we're a complete different team from those last two years. So, um, but yeah, we understand, you know, we're chasing history is what they call it. But um, mood just always kind of puts us in a frame of mind that, yep, let's just focus on each day as a time, each game as a time. Because whatever we do now or today doesn't mean we're going to be a championship, you know, at the end of the season. You know, it's just focused on each day as its own. Yeah, it's a great testament too, just looking at your introduction to the Kings, how important this NBL1 tournament is? Oh, it's massive. Like like I was saying before, my journey to the NBL has been a bit different. Like I never, you know, went to the college for US. I never made a state team. So it really gave me a chance to um, kind of show what I can do on like a, a semi-professional level and be in front of the right right faces because I think coming up in Australian basketball unless you're like making state teams or going to college in the US mm. you might not get those opportunities to be in front of the right eyes so that's why I said I'm very fortunate you know coming up in a time where I was still pretty young and the NBL one was around already and established so um, it really put me in a position to get looked at by the Kings and again like hometown team hometown kid no I don't think it gets any better than that and it's very rare in professional sport so very playing cool. in the NBL one did you come up against any of the your current teammates no so I played because uh, it was in the Adelaide conference yeah, so yeah, I played okay. against some of the guys in 36ers and again that was massive for me mm. because I think there was one of the teams out there that had I think four or five NBL guys on one team so it gave me a platform not just to show what I can do, but also show to myself, oh, can I compete at the NBL level? Like, these guys are NBL veterans. So. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Was there a point playing in that tournament you think, you know what, I, I think I can match it with these guys? Yeah, well, funny enough, when we in the NBL 1 in that conference, we played that team twice, you know, and both games were my best games. Oh, so, well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one you want to deliver. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you follow the NFL, but it's a great punter he came from AFL called Darren Bennett mm. and he was named the punter in the team of the 90s he played for the San Diego Chargers and he told the story about going to training for the first time they said oh this, this Aussie this young Aussie lad apparently reckons can kick the ball so they give him the ball and he drop punts or torpedoes this ball like 60 70 meters down the field yeah, wow. and their jaws drop they go wow and he's carrying on like he does it all the time and he revealed darren bennett in, in an interview i didn't tell him that's the furthest i'd kicked a football in my entire life so you know you get that opportunity and you pull out your best yeah for sure yeah. um yeah no that was that was a big game for me and had a, had big games as well and against other teams but i kind of you just have that extra juice like okay you know this is the game that you know, clubs and stuff will look at, like, how does he go up against NBL talent? And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that on the day I was, I was at my best. And, you know, I think the Kings really appreciate that too. So you found yourself courtside for Kings games as a youngster and as a fan. Were there any players in particular that you really admired? Yeah. So coming up, uh, even more recently, Casper Ware was, was really big for me. Mm. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him, you know, when I was coming up through the ranks and kind of pick his brain. We're, all, we're kind of similar size. I'm obviously pretty undersized as a point guard in the NBL and the stuff he taught me and kind of the wisdom he gave to me coming up in professional basketball really helped me or propelled me to set myself up to be successful at this level. Um, So his guidance really helped. Um, I was big on, obviously, I think everyone remembers Julian Kazoo. 
um, yeah, yeah, back yeah. at the entertainment center. Yeah. You know, I know we weren't winning a lot of games back then, but he was a rock star for sure. Um, him and probably Jerome, Jerome Rando as well. Just another guy, small guard, doing big things. So, do you do you base your game on on anybody, or is it just kind of how it naturally evolved? Like- yeah, I think um, I've been fortunate enough in teams to have different roles every time so i think now i feel comfortable in whatever team i kind of find myself in that i can adjust to whatever the team needs like how my dad was my first coach and he just raised me like you know the, the point of the game is to win the game so kind of anything i need to do uh. to kind of fit in or um uh, to contribute to winning um but yeah i think if if i had a preference it's definitely like um using my speed to get other guys involved i think i'm a really good facilitator like i led the league and assist in um in the SA conference, but I was actually third in the whole country. And I was actually behind Strong Bruce. Oh, so, God, yeah. You had a first, good game on the weekend too, Brucey. Yeah. So yeah. first first day in our training camp when I came in, I, the first thing I said to him was like, oh, I was tracing you yeah. for at least second place in the NBA one assist ladder. But, you know, he's he's unbelievable. So, yeah, nah, he's a tough guy to catch for sure. Uh, what have these guys been like in, in terms of embracing you? Yeah, um, especially since day one, you know, they they made an effort to come out and, and speak to me, ask where I was from and my background and kind of how I made it through the ranks. I knew a couple guys already, like Angus Glover, who is from New South Wales as well. Uh, he, I met him throughout the ranks coming up through junior basketball. I met Jalen Adams two years ago when he's here. Uh, he used to work yeah. out near where I was working out, and I used to help him work out. Is it the MVP year? Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. the first day when I kind of came into the locker room and I shook his hand. I didn't really say who I was first. Uh-huh. I kind of wanted to see if he remembered and he kind of looked at me funny. He was like, Jasper? I'm like, yeah. Oh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think coming in, I was a bit more comfortable as well. Some of the people in the coaching stuff I knew as well. Um, so again, it was uh, the perfect situation for me and I'm just very grateful, you know, for the opportunity. you got a great team ethic. Where did your passion for basketball come from? Were you a little kid that always had a ball in your hand? Was sort of part of what you watched as a family? Did you always have aspirations to be pro? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we started definitely with my dad. You know, he likes to claim the phrases like, I was the first one to put the ball in your hand. So uh, I let him have that one. So he played all, all through his life. My mom did as well in high school, but nothing um, kind of professional. It was more just like local comp, stuff like that. But they were just huge fanatics of the game. And um, obviously picked it up through them. And then I just loved it so much. I ran with it. And since I was two years old, um, I had that passion. And then from even kindergarten every day, um, they'd ask me who I wanted to be or what I want to do when I grow up. It was always to be a professional basketball player. So it's funny. My mom still has those pages about what you would write down um, to, so to kind of come into fruition. Sort of like to manifest it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, pop down your goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for that, you know, and I admire your, your dedication and your commitment mm-hmm. as well. Uh, how's your shooting game at the moment? Yeah, it's, go, it's going well. It's yeah. going well for sure. Um, uh, just adapting a bit, um, the speed of the NBL and obviously the length and size of guys contesting is obviously mm. something to get used to. Um, but now it's going very well. We're working at it every day and, um, you know, I think it's going to come. All right. Uh, spill the beans. Who are the, who are the cheeky ones in the group? Who are the ones that like to maybe trash talk a bit? Who are the annoying ones? Uh, come on, g- give us something. Trash maybe talk? some of them have bad jokes. I don't know. Like Trash talk? I think it's... it's um, public knowledge that Jordy's a bit of a larrikin sometimes. Yeah. He's uh, got a great sense of humor, always gets the guys going. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, Sean Bruce is as well. He's obviously the utmost professional, but at the times where he kind of gets you with those little jabs, it's very witty and very smart. Uh-huh. Um, so no, nah, those guys are obviously uh, great guys to be around. All right. Out of all your teammates, 
Who is one that you wouldn't want to be seated next to on a 12-hour plane flight? A 12-hour plane ride. Um, I would probably... They're just get in your ear and go, oh, please shut up. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's like uh, talking like that, but I think... Oh, you're too kind, man. <laughs> I think in terms of just the practicality of it, I think either Jonah Bolden or John Hunter because they need as much leg room as possible and I'm a small a guy. Point, yeah. So they're probably taking up my space on the plane. How tall are they? I'm trying to think... Uh, how tall are they? I think Jordy and uh, Jonah are around like 6'10", 6'11", maybe even pushing 7 feet. Quite's pretty, quite noise pretty Quite's tall. Quite's pretty tall yeah. too. I'm not sure the numbers with him. Um, he's a bit taller than JG, so yeah. I don't want to get the, these guys wrong. They might give it to me in the locker room. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll, for those guys, we'll keep it keep on the down low for now. Uh, what about NBA? You got a team there in the NBA? Uh, well, I've grown up a Laker fan. Uh, my dad um, has been a, was a diehard Kobe fan growing up, and yeah. we were fortunate enough when I was – uh, 10 years old to, to watch um, Kobe play. Um, again, that means a lot more now than it did back then. So um, that was very special. So I'll say a Laker fan, but I don't tend to claim it a lot just because they're really up and down. And I like to think I'm watching more NBA than the NBA because I'm, I'm a part of it. So. Oh, totally. Totally. But, but having said that, I mean, you've seen a number of the NBA players now performing really well mm. in the NBA. And Josh Giddy's a prime example of that. Huge, yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's a testament to the standard of the NBL because outside of the NBA you're talking about the best you know some of the best domestic leagues in the world NBL is got to be top three yeah for sure I, I I have it as top three and and that's like being modest in a sense that we're limited to like three imports I've heard leagues um, that are overseas they have yeah. no limit on, on imports so sometimes they would have five or six Americans on the team so for us to again have only three Americans maybe like another international because of the Next Star program but mainly Aussies mm. I think it shows the talent that's really coming out of Australian basketball and um, it's so excited like guys you mentioned I, I got to play against them during junior basketball and um, Josh Green was my teammate coming up too um, yeah awesome yeah so he plays for the Dallas Mavericks and at the time you're thinking th- this kid's Pretty unreal. Yeah. Was there a sense that he was going to go on to, to pretty? He just signed a massive deal too, hasn't he, with the match? Yeah, he was, always, mil or something. he was always very talented, but um, he actually loved AFL. So, Well, Josh Giddy's like that, you know, yeah. how he just, he can read the floor. And he said, he, in AFL, it's about playing the space. You know, mm. you kick it, next thing you know, you, you've got your lead runners. And, yeah. and he sort of brings that kind of mentality to the court. That's why his vision is so good. Uh, 0457 736 736. We're going to get to a break. Uh, we're having so much fun. This is the crossover on SEN Afternoons. Our special guest in studio, Sydney King Jasper Rentoy. Over this Thursday afternoon, Sydney Kings Jasper Rentoy is our guest in studio. Uh, Western Sydney Rugby League fan too, aren't you, Jasper? Yeah, huge Penrith fan. Oh, didn't you pick a team there? Yeah, you yeah. must be laughing. Yeah. You must be laughing. Three in a row, four grand finals. Unreal. Uh, thank you very much. And do you have a sort of cross paths with any of the Panthers boys? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you kind of run into them. Um, being from Western Sydney, they're pretty prideful, so they're around the area a lot. But uh, yeah, recently had a run-in with Jerome Luai. Um, he was obviously at our game against New Zealand on the weekend, and yeah, he's been massive in terms of just providing guidance in a professional sporting um, space. Um, he's obviously been and done it at the highest level, and obviously a winner as well. So, um, something I try to follow in their footsteps, trying to rep Western Sydney wherever I go, and you know, he's been massive. And again, I try not to geek out like those people that you looked up to and then maybe just about a couple years later you know you're speaking to them so that's pretty wild to me that's pretty cool so jerome reached out to you did yeah. you say hey man you know thinking about coming to the game yeah yeah it was like a week uh we're at Cairns, and then uh, i know he knew we pl- we came 
coming to play at home in New Zealand the week after. He just asked if we were playing. I said, yeah. Uh, he said he was coming. Again, uh, I wasn't sure. Obviously, with people like that, they get pretty busy. So uh, I just said, yeah, hopefully see you there. And he was there and uh, got to chat to him a bit after the game. And yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. Sadly, we're out of time. Thank you so much for sparing half an hour in the studio. Jasper Rento, best of luck for the season. No worries. Thanks for having me. There Appreciate is Jasper Rento from the Sydney Kings. And don't forget, the Kings now 6-3. and three. They're at home next Sunday. They take part in the first of four Hoops Capital doubleheaders at Kudos Bank Arena. The Flames are going to tip off the day's action at 1.30pm against Melbourne for the Kings take on the Bullets from 4pm. Kings memberships, full season memberships sold out, quickly selling out three-game and six-game memberships as well. There's only about 200 remaining, so get in fast. The biggest games of note, the Kings NBL 24 home schedule remaining at Christmas night against Illawarra. That is going to be huge. The club's first ever pink hoops doubleheader as well on the back of the Sydney Flames inaugural pink game during the 2022-2023 season. That raised more than 20000 bucks for the McGrath Foundation. The club has announced an even bigger event for the coming campaign. The Kings recorded back-to-back wins during Indigenous round, downing both Illawarra and New Zealand. We'll come back and wrap things up.